I think that kind of says it all, don't you? <laughs> hey, top of the day to you. My name is Mike. It's Saturday morning, March 12th, the first Saturday of stupid, stupid fuel prices. I, I'm so sick of politicians, and I, you know, I, I got on this soapbox the other day, pointing the finger at everybody else. That's 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 exactly what they're doing. He told everybody before he look. Biden's doing exactly what he said he was going to do before he got elected president, and here we are. You know that first little thing there where he said. Uh, People don't like the economy now. Liked it a lot better then than what we got now. That's for a doggone sure. It's it's like they don't get it. All right, we we we've been having a supply chain issue for months, going back way before Christmas. What do they? What do they? What do they think the fuel prices are going to do to the economy? I mean, I'm not just talking about gasoline. I'm talking about diesel. If you stop and think about this for a moment, well, you already know it. I'm preaching to the choir. Diesel prices are going to affect how much your goods cost at the store, at Costco, at Walmart, at Home Depot. They get there by truck. There ain't no electric trucks to all those loads. And even if there was, do we really want them? I mean, seriously. Look, you just can't turn off the light switch and say no more oil. And that, that's, that's kind of... And then he's going to, what, Saudi Arabia, Iran, Venezuela? Hey, sell us some oil. Increase your production so we can buy more from you. Why? We've got it right here. It's right under our feet. Anyway... Preaching to the choir, but that's going to be pretty much topic today. It's also Q&A day here on Saturday morning. This is the Freight Broker TV video podcast live streamed on YouTube. We do that every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. If you didn't know that, tell your friends, join us. We get together for a little while, half hour, 45 minutes, however, however long. Please, by all means... Uh, down below, if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, hit that thumbs up, ring the bell. That way you'll know we're, we're pretty much posting a video every day. But uh, if you ring the bell, you'll get noti notified when uh, we have posted a new video. All right, today's March 12th, Saturday morning. It snowed here where I met yesterday. day before yesterday was... What, in the 60s, a few days from now, we're going to be pushing 80. If you don't like the weather, wait a minute. It'll change. I'm in Arkansas. <laughs> Got questions. It's Q&A day, and the way we get these Q&As is if you send them to us or notify us, you can leave a comment below uh, in the uh, YouTube area. If you are... Now, now, I need to explain. These live videos appear once. The live podcast appear once on YouTube. They're not saved on YouTube. All right? Now, what I'm getting at is uh, we're going to take the topic. Obviously, the Q&A is going to be made it to its own uh, YouTube video that will be posted. But the audio from uh, this live stream 
it's uh, obviously going to be made into an FBTV podcast I'll be posting here uh, next day or so. In addition to that, the actual video, what you're seeing right now, is going to be uh, made available in the FBTV Insider. That's available to our TOA clients. They can watch it at will. But uh, that's that. But anyway, you can uh, if you if you get a question, comments, message, leave it below if you're watching this live. You can email me direct, fbtv at freightbrokertv.com. Go to the freightbrokertv.com website. I know I've been saying this for several weeks now that the website's getting ready to uh, uh, have a makeover, but it uh, hasn't happened yet. But if you ever do go there in the next uh, however long and it don't look right, well, there'll be something up there saying, you know, it's under going under a uh, remodel, whatever they call it. But uh, anyway, there'll be forms on our website regardless. FreightToBrokerTV.com. You can also Skype us. Search for us on your favorite Skype, or favorite Skype. Search for us on Skype uh, by searching using FBTV. All right. Now, if uh, if you didn't know we had a podcast, yeah, we, we do a couple of those a week. One is the audio from uh, the live stream here we're doing on YouTube. And the other we, we uh, put up Wednesday. Now, we've been doing this for a couple, two or three years, so you got a lot of catching up to do. <laughs> if you, uh, just use your favorite podcasting app. Do a search for Freight Broker TV. And like I've said before, man, we, we're all over the place, you know, as far as that goes. I don't think there's an app out there we're not, or uh, uh, an app for podcast out there that, you know, you can't find us on. If, if, you, if you do come across one, let us know. We will sure take care of it. All right, today's impossible question. On average, it would take you 18 months to do this. What is this? On average, it would take you 18 months to do this. What is it? Hopefully, I'll remember to answer that question uh, before we get done today. Hey, it, it, I, sometimes I forget. I just skip right over it. Almost did the other day. Matter of fact, the you know uh, time before that, last Saturday, wasn't it? It was last Saturday? Yeah, last Saturday. I forgot to give you the answer. But if you go back to the uh, podcast that posted Wednesday... You'll find the uh, answer to last Saturday's question. I give it to you now, but I don't remember what it was. Okay, if you're a driver, owner-operator, uh, CBSA Road Check 72-hour blitz coming up May 17th through 19th. And if you want to take my advice, go home. <laughs> don't be out. Don't be out during those days. I did it once, I think, and yeah, what a miserable three days. Hey, I mean, you, you just stay puckered up in that seat all week. Or all three days. Every time you crossed the state line, you knew the scale was going to be open. And you knew there were going to be probably DOT all over the place, dogs all over the place. It's going to slow you down. You know, it's not so much the inspection. It's the time you lose. The time. The inspection, it is what it is. I mean, it's no fun. And you already know that... Uh, I, you can buy a brand new truck, brand new trailer, take it to a DOT to get it inspected, and they'll find something wrong with it. May not be right, but they'll find something wrong with it. So you never know. Everybody's different. 
And then you got the ones with an attitude. I'm talking about the DOT with an attitude. Anyway, not going to go there. Not A lot of DOT officers actually are ex-truck drivers. Those, in my opinion, have been the, the, the best. The ones that really make your skin crawl a little bit you, you, are the ones you just know they were picked on in high school or school. They, they were just picked on, and now they get the badge, and they're going to get even. Those are the ones that worry me. Anyway. All right, what is it? ATA, American Trucking Association, urges Biden to increase oil and natural gas production. Yeah, they did that via letter. I got a letter right here. I'm going to read some highlights from it. President Joseph Biden to the White House, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue Northwest, Washington, D.C., 2006. Just in case you want to do Send you a Christmas card or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Reference escalating fuel cost for the trucking industry. Dear Mr. President, the trucking industry is the backbone of the American economy. Here, here. Moving 73% of our nation's freight or 10 billion, with a B, tons of good annually. Our ability to do so on a cost-efficient basis for our customers throughout the supply chain depends on certain economic conditions, including fuel prices, which are typically a fleet's second-highest operating expense. Right now, escalating fuel prices are driving up the transportation cost of all goods, adding yet another layer of inflationary pressure on every sector throughout the entire commodity. That video we played right there at the beginning. Right there at the beginning. He told us he was going to do it. We just, well, the ones that voted for him, if they even heard him say that, they were thinking, eh, he'll do it the white right way. He won't just walk over and turn the spigot off. <laughs> he won't do that. You know, we'll still be self-sufficient. We, we'll just, uh, you know, be working on going green, and it'll be phased in over time like any... Any person with a lick of common sense would know to do it that way. Anyway, the impact is particularly hard on the 97% of motor carriers that operate 20 trucks or fewer and are designated as small businesses. Most trucking companies out there are small businesses, in case you didn't know that. The ATA, American Trucking Associations, therefore urges the Biden administration to increase American oil and natural gas production to help bring down domestic fuel prices, providing immediate relief to our nation's supply lines. You know, the ones before Christmas that, you know, were kind of bogged down, that, you know, it was, you had to go to the ports and, well, you remember, just a few months ago. We cannot let an energy crisis compound the supply chain crisis. You know, the one where you sent Butog or whatever his name is out to uh, L.A., to the ports, right there before Christmas. Shelves can't be empty at Christmas time. And we have the power and resources to prevent that from happening. Specifically, the ATA calls on the administration to 
One, expedite onshore and offshore oil and natural gas permitting to spur expanded production. Two, initiate immediate lease sales in current production areas in the central and western Gulf of Mexico. Three, encourage expedited carbon capture and sesquitration. I don't even know what the word is. I said it a moment ago, and I said it spot on. Sesquitration rulemaking to ensure that America remains the world leader in carbon reduction technology development. Work with both domestic and international oil and natural gas producing nations to help reduce global oil prices. And lastly, but not least, consider time releases from the strategic petroleum reserve. It kills me. We go through, I think they said, what, 20 billion or 20 million with an M barrels of oil a day. And Nucleat up there, you know, opens up the spigot to let 30 million barrels out. Hey, where'd you go? You know, that's a day and a half <laughs> or whatever it is. Oh, well, anyway, uh, the ATA, the letter goes on to say, we cannot afford to ignore our nation's current energy needs in a fog of partisan idealism about the future of energy use. I think that's a dig on green electric vehicles. But anyway, taken together and immediately, the actions outlined above would bring immediate relief at the pump for American truckers and all motorists. Most respect or respectfully, Chris Spear, President and CEO of the American Trucking Association, uh, CC to the Honorable Deborah Halen, U.S. Secretary of Interior, and the Honorable Gina Raimondo, U.S. Secretary of Commerce. And, uh, well, this letter was sent, and you know what they're doing with it? Yeah, that's what they did with it. They're not even going to read it. They don't care. Biden's already all has already reinforced that he don't care. Hey, tough, you know. Hey, walk it off. You know, we'll get through this together. He who flies around on a government plane gets driven around by a chauffeur limousine. The government's paying the fuel. He don't have to pay for anything. Yeah, I'm kind of ticked off about all that, but anyway. Anyway. Oh, well, we're on the subject. <laughs> Owida. Come on, guys. You know, I was talking the other day, they're getting ready to do their truck for success, or they're starting to talk about it. That's coming up when October or something like that. I don't remember now. But it's a uh, program that OIDA members can pay for if they're thinking about, you know, becoming an owner-operator or getting their own authority, something like that, to help them succeed. And the one problem I have with it is, hey, I'm all for it, but nowhere in their literature or anything I've seen, and maybe I'm wrong, but don't think so, Nowhere in their literature have I seen anything in there about teaching future owner-operators or future trucking companies how to get their own customers. That's, that's so critical. And the reason that is so critical is you need to have your own customers so 
you can make money, not only uh, uh, good money. If you're using a broker 100% of the time, forget it, man. And if you've been listening to our podcast or anything we've said over the last several years, you can go back and find, you can go back four or five years and find videos from Tautua. I know they're there. I, 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 I did them. One, one, one particular is talking about how much money a trucking company is not making if they're using a broker 100% of the time. And the reason I keep harping on this is because 14 years ago, 2008, the same thing happened. The fuel prices went stupid. And trucking companies that did not already have a fuel surcharge with their customer, and I'm talking about where they sat down actually across the table, they negotiated a contract, they said, okay, here's our fuel surcharge, this is how it's going to work. And just did a video uh, just the other day about you know more in-depth fuel surcharge, did another video a few days before that, before the... Prices went up, what, 75 cents a gallon? I believe that's the highest in history. There was something we had here the other day. Didn't get to it. But it uh, wasn't that long ago that oil was at zero dollars per barrel because uh, had all the supply in the world. We don't anymore. Thank you. And this is 14 months later. Anyway. But uh, you got to have a fuel search. I mean, you. okay, the thing is, if you're using a broker 100% of the time, and I kind of touched on this, been touching on this the last few videos, if, if you, you know, a broker just can't demand a fuel surcharge. I mean, we can, but the, the customer, the shipper, the one that's paying for the freight to be moved, if they know they've got a truck that will move it for the old rate, they're not going to pay anymore. They have no reason to. See what I mean? And and right now, I'll tell you what's happening right now, in case you're wondering, you're a broker, you're a trucking company, freight has probably slowed down a lot. And a lot of it is going to be due to, okay, you know, a nickel here, a dime there. Trucking companies can sometimes kind of overlook that. Brokers can even overlook it and haul the freight. But a 75 cent, 75 cent a gallon increase overnight? Nah, there, there's no getting around that one. There's no, you know... Uh, the you got to have some more money there. Well, shippers, the ones paying the freight bill, the customers, they're, they're holding back. You know, they're expecting, hey, we can't jump up like that. I mean, we don't even have that built into our rate to the customer that, you know, we're, we're selling to. We don't have, it's just not there. There's a lot of uh, backroom finagling right now. Or I imagine there is uh, shippers, uh, manufacturers going to their customers saying, hey, you know, we're going to have to increase our rates. You know, we, we can't our transportation charge a week ago is no good today. Just not working. We can't get a truck. We can't get a truck to save our life right now. You're going to have to pay more money. You're going to have to offset the cost of fuel. And the buyers, I'm sure they're not wanting to spend money. 
but what's going to happen, you know, if these places want to stay open, they want to have stock on their shelves, they're going to have to spend the money. And eventually what's going to happen is going to trickle down. As a matter of fact, my wife went to the store yesterday, and this is a Walmart, you know, store. And uh, my normal, or their normal, I should say, I eat it all the time, but their normal prepackaged salad, 99 cents a bag. Yesterday, $1.58, something like that. A week ago, 99 cents. Today, $1.58 or whatever. You see, you see, you know, it went up 50%, basically. It expected. It's going to happen. You know, somebody's got to pay for the fuel. The trucking company's going to be paying for it, but that, that, that has to be passed to the uh, consumer somewhere along the line. Anyway, OIDA, <laughs> the OIDA Foundation, I saw this kind of cracked me up. Uh uh, they're recommending implementing implementing a fuel surcharge. Well, if you were a trucking company and you had your own customers, the fuel surcharge implements automatically. But uh, the story here reads, as volatile as the fuel market has been, and with no assurances that prices will return to more typical levels at any time soon, the OIDA Foundation says now, now is the time to implement a fuel surcharge. Come on. <sighs> If you're a trucking company, you should have your own customers, and if you've got your own customers, you negotiate a fuel surcharge. And this is kind of uh, appeasing their membership that has been using brokers 100% of the time. And I can see where this is going. It says, it's also important to note that no paperwork or approval is needed to implement a fuel surcharge. No, there isn't. And... It says small business owner operators and motor carriers do not need to get government approval or file an application with the Department of Transportation to implement a fuel surcharge. This is cracking me up because the government has nothing to do with your fuel surcharge. <laughs> uh, the fuel surcharge must be flexible in order to meet the volatility of the fuel market. That almost sounds official, don't it? Uh, if you go back to one of the videos, the other video we did the other day where we really uh, went in depth about fuel surcharge. And, oh, really? And that, that video may not even, it might not even have dropped yet, but you can go back to the podcast and listen. Uh, yeah, we explained the fuel surcharge. I wish I had one right now, but I don't have one available or I'd show you. Uh, pretty much what a trucking company uses. You know, it's you know from uh, this amount to this amount, the fuel surcharge is this amount. If the price of fuel is between this amount and this amount, the fuel surcharge is going to be this much. You know, that's how it generally works. Trucking company now, uh, you know, <coughs> well, I can see where this is going. Try, you know, some of these smaller trucking companies are going to be telling brokers, hey, we're implementing our fuel surcharge. Broker's going to go do what? <laughs> Broker doesn't pay fuel surcharge. <coughs> well, they do, but it's included in the rate. It's not a separate number. And the reason that is, before, if you're a trucking company or a driver, small dri uh, company or a uh, uh, driver, when a trucking company goes down and sits down with their customer and across the table, they can negotiate the fuel surcharge. 
They can negotiate their line haul rate. They can negotiate all the accessorial, like extra stop pay, detention time, all that. As a broker, no, we don't do that. We work with a lot of different uh, shippers, customers, whatever, and they tell us what they're paying. There's no negotiation. You know why? We do not have the equipment. You know, we, we just, as a trucking company, you own the equipment. Your equipment will do what you tell it to do. A broker, we've got to go out there and get the equipment. There's no way to negotiate that. So the customer tells us what they're paying, and they don't tell us. They don't, they, they tell us gross money. Yeah, we're paying $2,750 to move that load. All right, what's fuel surcharge? You know what the customer's going to say? It's included. There is no separation. But I can see this coming back around to where uh, instead of taking responsibility and not training their membership how to get their own customers, how to go about implementing a fuel surcharge, they're going to turn this around and use it against brokers. You watch. You watch. Whether you have, a regular, whether you have regular customers or are entering a rate agreement, with a new customer or our lease to a carrier. Now, nowhere in here does it say broker. I understand that. But uh, if you look, if you don't already have a, uh, if you don't already have a contract with a customer where the fuel surcharge implements automatically when the price of fuel fluctuates, you're kind of late. You're late to the game. That's all I can tell you. Okay, Q&A. Yeah, we decided every Saturday morning we'll do a Q&A. So any questions come in through the week, we'll answer those questions on Saturday morning. Those will be our Saturday morning topics. All right, this uh, first one, uh, Giesel, I believe I'm pronouncing your name right. Giesel, my name is Giesel. My question for you is, my boyfriend is a truck driver for a company who is looking to start his own trucking business. I am looking into doing freight brokerage. We would like to combine the two businesses. How do we go about doing this? All right, Giso, first of all, you don't. You don't combine the two. You keep them separate. You've got to. Uh, the the uh, carrier operation, tra- uh, trucking operation, the trucking business needs to be its own separate entity. You'll, you'll I obviously have an LLC for that. And your broker operation will also be its separate entity. Now, you, you in your email you sent me, you said you were uh, going to start out as an agent. As we've suggested, you've watched our videos, and that, that's a good idea. But when you go to file your own authority, you're going to want to start, uh, set up an LLC just for the broker operation. So you got the carrier operation and the broker operation. You want them separate, totally separate. That doesn't mean they can't work together. The reason you want them separate as separate entities so if something happens bad to one, the other will not be affected. Now, uh, what I'm getting at, you know, I'm not wishing boyfriend anything, but if he got out there had an accident, somebody came back and sued the trucking company, the brokerage wouldn't be involved at all, and vice versa. See what I mean? So you're protecting one, you know, liability issues is what it's for. Now, that's what you want to do. Now, as far as combining the two, Okay, th- th- I touched on this the other day, too, in another video. I think it's dropped. Maybe not. But, uh, and we get this all the time. Understand that, uh, yeah, he, he, the, the carrier authority, 
that he will have to operate under for his trucking operation, that allows him to get customers direct. And this goes back to what we were just talking about. So he can get customers and, you know, negotiate contracts and fuel surcharges and all that. So he's not limited to working with the broker 100% of the time. Now, if he's only going to have one truck, yeah, it's going to be hard to sit down from across the table from anybody and negotiate a contract because generally a lot of these companies want you to have five trucks, trailers, whatever, drop trailers, you know, that, that's in time. You don't want to go spending all your money to try to buy a whole bunch of stuff you don't have, you're, you're not ready for yet. Uh, this is one thing I always tell all my clients, keep your overhead low till you can afford to expand. Sometimes, yeah, you got to spend a little, make a little, but there there are ways you can protect yourself you know don't don't go out here don't go out here and spend you know three million dollars when you don't have any business yet you know yeah you may have some nice trucks nice trailers but no loads and believe me you don't want to try to use a broker for all that equipment ah go back to taltoa find the taltoa channel on youtube and there's a uh video in there uh, for uh, trucking companies about how much money they're not making using a broker 100% of the time. But what I'm getting at, the trucking business needs to have its own customers. Now, before he does that, my recommendation is always start the brokerage. Get the brokerage going, even as a broker agent. All right, Even as a broker agent, start building the customer base. Talk to your boyfriend and find out what kind of equipment he's going to be pulling. And what I mean by that, drive and flatbed refrigerated. All right. When you learn that, now you can focus your efforts on finding customers that have loads to go on that type of equipment. So you get that rolling. You're building a customer base. What's going to happen now, he's going to go out here, buy the equipment, uh, get his own authority, and now you've got customers that can put loads on that truck. All you're going to do, you're going to set them up separately. It's not going to be run through the brokerage. You do not want to broker loads to his truck. And even if he says, hey, honey, yeah, you know, you can broker loads to my truck and you'll make money. No, that's defeating the purpose here. Okay, you all want to work together, you know, combined. So you you got to make it beneficial to him. You're, you'll be making money, and I'll explain that in a moment. What's going to happen when he gets his own authority? You'll call back your customer and say, hey, we are now an asset-based brokerage. What that means is you have your own equipment. You do, through his trucking operation. Just tell your customer you're going to send over your uh, the, carrier, uh, the, the, the uh, paperwork for the carrier side of the operation to the customer. Now, anytime there's a load that your boyfriend wants to haul, you just call your customer and say, hey, we're going to put this load on our truck. And they will send the load confirmation and everything to the carrier side of the operation. And the carrier side of the operation can direct bill that shipper once the uh, load is delivered. See what I mean? Now, that's still your customer because you're set up as a broker, you know, for that customer. It's just now the broker side of the operation set up with that customer. The carrier side of the operation set up with that customer. If the customer has loads that uh, your boyfriend can't haul or doesn't want to haul, broker it. So you can broker it and still make money. Make sense? All right. 
If, if it don't, Giso, feel free to contact me, 479-668-0838. Send me an email, fbtv at freightbrokertv.com. Be happy to answer it for you. Okay, another uh, question. Uh, trucking company I was doing business with crossed out the paragraph, the clause in the contract. I get what you're saying. On their broker-carrier agreement, uh, the clause was for the no-back solicitation. What should I do when this happens? That, that's from Mark in Wyoming. Not a lot of trucking companies up in Wyoming. But anyway, not that Wyoming's bad, just not a lot of stuff coming out of Wyoming. you got a lot of oil-filled carriers up there, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. Okay, so you sent the carrier. I've had this happen to me a handful of times over the 25, 30-year since I've been in transportation, and I mean just a handful. You sent the uh, uh, carrier, your broker-carrier agreement, during the setup process. The carrier got your contract, signed it, but what they did, they crossed out the clause, the no-back solicitation clause. Now, what the no-back solicitation clause states is that the trucking company may not back-solicit the customer, the customer being where they're getting the load, okay, for X amount of time. If they want any loads from that customer, they have to go through the brokerage. They can't just, you know, haul this one load and tomorrow be hauling loads direct for the customer. <clears throat> kind of defeats the purpose for the broker anyway. So they crossed it out and they sent it back. Okay, uh, this has happened to me, like I said, a handful of times. And what I do, whenever that happens, I will call the dispatcher. <laughs> I'm not going to be threatening or anything. I'm just going to tell him, hey, man, we can... We can negotiate the load all day long. But the uh, broker-carrier agreement, hey, man, it is what it is. It's not negotiable. I've never lost a, a truck when I had to do that. They always said, okay, I'll send you another one, and I won't mark it up. You know, they're, they're just trying to see what they can get away with. You know, you want to check that contract. You know, there was a story years ago. I don't know if it's true or not, but it's silly enough, probably true, that there was a broker out there somewhere that in their, uh, they, they, they figured nobody was reading the contracts, the broker-carrier agreements. They figured that. And what they did, they put a clause in that contract stating that uh, the cost to use that broker's services was going to be $1,500 a year or something like that. So, uh, And it would, the monies would be deducted by the loads they hold. So a trucking company hauled the load for him, and, you know, maybe it was a load that was paying 800 I'm just pulling numbers out of the air now. Well, they sent their invoice into that brokerage, and they got a, uh, a, a letter back stating that, hey, you only owe us $700 now. The trucking company just goes, what? <laughs> yeah, you signed a contract. You're paying us $1,500 a year for the services. The money's going to be... You know, I don't know if that's true or not, but you got to read those things. You know, don't just sign it because you think it is what it's supposed to be. You, you see what I'm getting at? <laughs> All right. All right, what else have we got going on? Uh, oh, well, before we get into that, uh, just so you know, because this video is going to be the topic from the video, the Q&A is going to show up on uh, as a, uh, one of our YouTube drops uh, here in the next few days. If you're watching this video uh, when it's on YouTube, the topic Q&A, First of all, I want to remind you, join us every Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Central Time, 
that is uh, when we do a FBTV video podcast live streamed on YouTube, and we'll take the topic out, and we'll make a separate video out of it, and that's what you're watching now. But if you got any questions or anything, uh, feel free to, you know, leave a uh, comment below. We read those, and we'll get questions and uh, put them in here. Uh, another thing, too, if you wanted to email, you can do that, fbtv at freightbrokertv.com. Uh, forums on our website, you can Skype us, FBTV. You know, just do a search for FBTV, and uh, it'll, it'll get to us. Okay. Uh, oh, my name is Mike, by the way. This is, uh, I am the uh, host of the FBTV podcast, video podcast, Saturday morning cartoon circus. <laughs> uh, but I'm also the lead consultant for Tautua. Check us out. We've been uh, assisting, helping, training, consulting freight brokers, freight broker agents, assisting carriers uh, for, geez, over 25 years now. Uh, go to Tautoa.com, T-A-L-T-O-A.com. You can call me. My name is Mike. Ask for me. I may be the one answering the phone. 479-668-0838. Be happy to help you any way I can. FMCSA, we'll get to Yeah, I guess I could. Uh, FC, FMCSA published a notice Wednesday, <laughs> going back to the CDL testing proposals. But on Wednesday, the FMCSA pulled back a proposal, two of them actually. Uh, the first one, it's a proposal that would have allowed a third-party skills test examiner <laughs> to be the same person who provided skills training. Yeah, I kind of rethought that one, did they? <laughs> In other words... Uh, uh, before they rescinded or pulled it back, one of these uh, CDL training schools, they could have actually been the examiner for that state's uh, skills test. See what I mean? Do you see the conflict of interest there? Yeah, for $3,500, you can come to our school. We'll teach you how to drive the truck. Uh, we'll, we'll teach you all you need to know. And, for $4,500, we'll guarantee you can pass the test. <laughs> I'm not saying anybody was doing that, but you can see the conflict of interest. Separate notice also published on Wednesday. The agency withdrew a proposal that would have allowed CDL applicants to take a knowledge test in a state other than the applicant's home state. Don't see a big problem with that. I mean, it's kind of a federally mandated test. Don't really matter if uh, you know it don't really matter you know what state it's in you know I mean you know there should be a way to be able to check and all that stuff all right very good okay I think it's going to wrap it up for Saturday morning where are we yeah we're 40 minutes into this again if you have any questions or anything uh, give me a shout call me at Tautua check out the website Tautua.com you can uh, you can also email me fbtv at freightbrokertv.com. All right, go have a great weekend. Unless, of course, you've made other plans. <laughs>